0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, Director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am, as always, glad that you guys joined us.
1: I have back this week Just like I had last week, Kim Souza and Eileen Trussell from The Mission. Eileen Trussell is our development director, and you have heard her on the show many times. And Kim Souza, you heard just last week because I'm thinking you guys listen every week. (laughs) At least that's what I hope you do. Before we get started, last week we talked about being equipped and that you don't start off your ministry being equipped to do everything that God has called you to do but he equips those that he calls. And so you the everybody that I have ever met that is in ministry that has been successful has one thing that you'll always find in common at first they did not think they were equipped to do the job that God had called them to do. And so we're going to talk a little bit this week about that and before we do I want to give us one more example of somebody who may not have thought that he was equipped to do the job, but Joshua stood before the promised land and Moses was dead, and there he stood, the new leader of Israel, and he had to go into a land, conquer a land that was filled with the Canaanites and just everybody in the world. And so he went in knowing one thing, God told him, be courageous, be very courageous, do not turn to the right and do not turn to the left, but remember to do all the statues that I had told my servant Moses to do. And so Joshua didn't take that as a, oh, gee, I, I'm coming up against giants. I'm coming up against the Canaanites. Everybody's going to beat us up because God had said, no, every place your foot touches, you will be successful. And so what did Joshua do? Did he hide? Did he tremble? Did he say, gee, God, I'm really not equipped? He listened to God and he marched. And so what does God do? God takes him to the greatest wall city in, in the promised land, so big that nobody could conquer it. And so what did he do? Did he say, get ladders and, and let's get battering rams and let's scale the walls and do all these things? No. Once again, God proves his sovereign will he proves that he is strong beyond all measure and he has proved that he is with his people if they will obey what he has said to do they will bring he will bring them to the success not in the way the world looks at it but in ministry in our outreach for people who are hurting and broken and so what did he say did he say to get your best arms and attack the wall no He said, I want you to march around the wall seven times, and I want you to keep doing that. And finally, on the last day, he said, I want you to march around the wall seven times, but I don't want you to say anything. I don't want you to do anything until I tell you. And so at the seventh time, they blew their horns, and they shouted as God had. And guess what? That mighty wall city that could not be destroyed, could not be breached, could not have been brought down by any army, was brought down by God's army with trumpets and a shout. And so if God can bring down a wall city with a trumpet and a shout, do you think it's possible if you follow God and do what God has told you to do that he can successfully bring your task to completion? If you don't, then you need to go back to your knees and back to your words. So, Kim, we talked about how you came to the mission, mm. and we also talked about the fact you didn't really feel equipped when you came, did you?
2: No, I certainly didn't. I, I certainly didn't. I don't feel equipped on a daily basis. but um, That's good. <laughs> God, but for God. Okay, so do you, I'm has God given
1: you success in this ministry?
2: Um, he's he's touching the lives of the women, and that's the success I'm looking for. Yes, absolutely. Um, he is is I I get to speak with women personally, one on one, and that doesn't happen often. That we can sit down on a curb with a homeless person and have a conversation and pray with them, and that's the success I'm looking for. Um, the clothing closet is thriving. We are so blessed. We've got some amazing donors who are uh, just so faithful to our call. When we have a need, they're they're there filling it, and in turn, we are able to invite these women, these homeless women, into our clothing closet. And some are just downtrodden; they're not all on the sidewalk, but some of them are living in poverty too. And uh, I spoke with a young woman today who's been coming to our clothing closet for a long time way before I started working there. And she said, you, you don't know how much this ministry touches my life. I met God here. I am blessed. I am able to help take care of my children. Mm. And she's now wanting to start going to church. So I'm going to try and help her find a church to go to that's near her home. And, and so it's working. These, these donations are touching lives and, and we are sharing the gospel every Thursday morning and, Hopefully, Lord willing, if it's His will, we would like to start it twice a week as well.
1: Well, we're on the verge of, having, of getting to do that. One thing I'd like to ask you is, uh, when we were talking last week and we talked about the fact that sometimes it is very discouraging that we are used or abused by somebody out on the street, we get taken advantage of, or the people get taken advantage of. But let me ask you a question. Is it worth getting abused, well, not abused necessarily, but used by the nine to touch the 10th?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've got broad shoulders. Yeah. I mean, the Lord put me there because he knew I could yeah. handle it just from my life experiences. Sure. Um, does it feel good all the time? No, not always. Oh, no. Not always. Uh, I, I'll never forget how when I first started, I was just thrilled to be able to... Help these women, and they'd come in and say they have these needs, and I'd fill up bags of stuff and send them on their way, um, and say come on Thursday, not realizing that word would spread. And I finally figured it out because someone came in and asked for an item that I had just given away a few days ago, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're on to me.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but
2: I learned hard the hard way, but. Um,
1: Jesus was often used, and he yes. knew it. Yes, uh, And all I'm trying yes. to say is that Eileen knows, and I don't know if I've ever told you, but when I first got to the mission, uh, I really wanted every single program guy, I was convinced, you know, they'll know Jesus and everything. And some of the men that I had the most confidence in failed. Mm-hmm. and. I would sit in my office sometimes before I would go home, and I was so discouraged. Mm. By I right. thought this person really got it. Right. What am I doing? Uh, you know. And again, there's a mistake too because it yes. can't ever be what we're doing. We just mm-hmm. have to be those tools, right? And so, then, he comes along somebody uh, like Matthew, who or Willie or one of the guys who really gets it who really comes to that, not only the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but also gets the whole thing and turns their lives around, God turns their lives around, and they surrender completely. And, and even at that, that's not the time you can take that credit for success because that's God, too. But the good right. thing is, when it all comes undone, God just asked you to present the message. He didn't tell you to save anybody. Right? right? Exactly.
2: Exactly. So, but
1: you do see Support. successes, do you not? I
2: do. And what's really neat is to be able to watch their journey, as painful as it is. I'll, I'll give you an example. There's this young, really young girl out on the street. She's living with her boyfriend out on the sidewalk, and she has a child. She left the child with a family member to be with this man who's out of prison. And um, he's trying to figure out his life, and and they're living on the street. And I've been sharing with her. um, She comes every every couple weeks, and we pray together. And I've seen a change. She's starting to get uncomfortable. She's starting to question, why am I doing this? And and, uh, I'm really kind of excited to see how those little pebbles— they're little pebbles we've Seen, left yeah. or seeds or mustard seeds that we've left behind. Every time one of our beautiful volunteers prays with her or encourages her or mentors her on the side, um, I'm, I'm seeing that Jesus is really, really working in our heart. So watching that journey, as yeah. painful as it is, when I see that she's progressing toward Christ, that's exciting. Yeah, we can never give up,
1: and we can never give in. Right. Eileen, even in your own life and in your own story, uh, you had a friend that never gave up on you when you weren't walking the way you should have walked, right? Absolutely. What if that person had just said, "Mm, she's just not getting it? She never did that. And so consequently, all these many years later, you are walking with Christ, you're serving in a ministry, you're still friends with her, and uh, you love God with your heart, mind, body, and soul, do you not? Oh, I hope to. <laughs> yeah. And your children? <laughs> I don't right?
3: always do it perfectly, but yes. Well,
1: I I I try
3: according to uh, the ability that the Lord gives me. Right. right. Could you
1: do me a favor? Right. When you meet that person that is doing it perfectly, <laughs> could you bring them over? Because <laughs> right. I've never met him. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. Me too. You know, uh,
1: there was only one. Yes. And he paid the price. Right. Amen. So, thank you. uh, When you're out there helping with the women's clothes closet and you're seeing some of the teaching going on, whether it's Miriam or one of the other teachers, uh, what do you see as far as the response? Maybe not, I'm not talking about they get up and say something, but you can look into the eyes of the people and you can see who's listening and not. So, well,
3: quite interestingly about
1: that, I a lot of times think the ones who
3: are put their head down. Some will close oh, yeah. their eyes. They look really distracted. And those are the ones sometimes that surprise me, like they actually did hear something. Because they're I'm, under conviction. Yeah. <laughs> or they, in other words, we don't know really who the Lord touches, who's listening or not. Right. Um. So, right. but, you know, we just don't know who the Lord calls. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, it's back to we just... Gotta keep on doing what the Lord has called us to do and pray and love on them and give them the items that we've so graciously been given by our donors. Right. And and our volunteers, we have some incredible Christ centered, mm-hmm. majestic women who love God and mm-hmm. want to pour onto these women mm-hmm. and uh um so and we're we've been praying a lot about like increasing our time to two days a week, which right. it used to be before the COVID hit so badly. And so, um, and looking for other opportunities to build up this ministry, you know, the, uh, my daughter one day came to help us. She was in town visiting and she was mortified that we don't have showers for women. It's like, mm-hmm. but these women, they need showers. And I said, "But honey, think about this. All right, so we give them showers, and then they still leave to go to their tents or wherever they're staying. Oh, but they need a bed, they need a house, they need a shelter and and it right. just seems like it's never enough. Well, they they need a rehabilitation program, right? And it's never enough. Um, so we have to do right now with the equipment that the Lord has blessed us with. But it doesn't mean that we're not looking for avenues. So, if there are any big thinkers out there with big abilities um, and who want to come by our or side. big
1: houses, you'd like to <laughs> donate. We're gonna get the showers opened up. Uh, we are. I'm waiting for one of our guys to come back who's sick again today. Uh, but I asked that individual last week about the built-in part of the showers Mm -hmm. and if we can't do that Mm -hmm. we've already purchased portable showers then if that's not going to be a viable option or if it's going to take a long time I want to take and redo what we were talking about about putting up blinds around the outside there and Opening up the portable showers for the women, and I want to do that before the summer is over. So oh, and
3: interesting, be great. Interestingly, as we look at, uh, hey, you know, offering showers for women mm-hmm. first time in the history of 60 years that the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission has been in service. Right. You, when we start diving into all the little innuendos that can come up, that is difficult.
2: There's a lot of details to it. There is a lot of details, and just talking to the men, uh, like Bobby, when I was talking to him, how the men's showers operate.
1: Well, that's difficult. Oh, I didn't think about
2: that. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's a good point. You know, so it. But we're gonna do it. If this is God's will, He'll make it all happen. He will
1: make it happen. And to your point, people don't realize how complicated it can be. You have to limit the amount of time that the people are in the showers because otherwise, not everybody can get in. Yep. You have to think about things like I would have never thought about. We can't have hard soap. We have to have liquid soap. Otherwise, it gets shoved down the drains. Right. Because even if, if nine of them are grateful, there's always one that just wants to do something that isn't right.
3: And then the hygienic part of it, the right. cleanliness, the, uh, you know, Especially Sanitizing. with going through a pandemic, you know. Right. Have you
1: ever gone into the showers after the men have left and see what the guys do? No. I do not want no, to. No, thank you. No, no, no. no. I mean, <laughs> after, after the guys have left, our men. Yeah, I know. There's still a lot of cleanup, from yeah. what I understand. They, yeah. ha- they do. I've and they stories. scrub and uh, they disinfect. And they try to sanitize everything, to your point, right? because uh, it's not just COVID. Because the mission, yeah, you yeah. know, I've tried to tell people, we when you come missions. to work at the mission, you have to understand, COVID was maybe a breakwater, a point of where we it pointed everything out. But ever since we have opened up, there's been TB, there's been flus, there's been other diseases that Remember, are there. And staff, yourself and you— both of these women and all the men that are there need to understand that we're exposed to things that are probably not too pleasant. Right. When you work with the homeless, the homeless women, to your point, you're talking about some of the smells. Well, some of those smells, because they're, some are not hygienic, that also leads to infections, to diseases, to things like that. And so mm-hmm. when you come to work at a mission, you really have to be... You have to let that go that and trust God that your safety will be there. And sometimes people get sick. I was in the hospital for 10 days with COVID, but God saw me through that. But here's the deal. I don't shake my fist at God about Olga or about myself because here's the thing. He's sovereign and holy, and if my time is here for him to take me, then I'm okay with that. Uh Mm-hmm. But we have to be courageous, just like Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. right. And sometimes right. it's hard, is it not, Kim?
2: It, it, there's, moments, there's moments that the smell gets you to, or or you see someone scratching a lot, and you're like, whoa, I bet they have lice. And, but the way I look at it is we are a missionary
1: That's exactly group. what I'm saying. It's no
2: different than if you go to Guatemala or yes. Mexico or... Yes. Anywhere else? It's or just we're in the United Elliot States. Did. Yeah, we're in the United States, but it's still a mission field. Right, we still are exposed to the to the different, you know, mm-hmm. bugs and and uh, germs and bacteria, and yeah. sometimes
1: we might get sick.
2: It's a calling, and mm-hmm. you need to be aware of what God is calling you to, and then be aware that He will equip you for that, as we've already talked about.
1: Well, here's a primary example. Uh, several of the people, including Eileen, Eileen was extremely sick with COVID, uh, really, really bad. And um, as soon as she was well, I'm she alive. came back. But the bottom line comes down to that there are risks with anything we do. But you know what the greatest risk of all things is? Saying that I'm going to come and and meet Jesus tomorrow. That's the biggest risk of all. Because tomorrow may never come for you, and most yeah. of the people, Kim, Eileen, and the people that are there realize that we need to tell people about the rescuing hope of Jesus Christ. And so, how do we do that? With showers, with clothing, with bedding, with all those things, right. kindness, love, and prayer, to tell them Food. that Jesus loves absolutely. Right.
3: As I, we love saying. The Union Gospel Mission. The gospel is the center of our name. That's and right. It's the center of everything that we do. That's yes. right. Amen. And yes. it always will yes. be.
1: There is no compromising the gospel. There's no backing up. There's no backing down. Uh, we have we have picked a course that God has given us, and we're going to stay that course no matter what the consequences are.
3: Because mm-hmm. it is the power of God. Right. salvation in christ jesus that's right amen we power, have t-shirts God's so it power. must
1: be true <laughs> <laughs> romans 116 uh, yeah and we have right. t-shirts right. so <laughs> but the bottom line comes down to that it all also be needs to be done not with fear i mean there are times right uh, when when you think oh i'm in trouble uh i had a guy cough in my face 20 years ago before i was director And I got bacterial pneumonia from him. But it was all God's plan of giving me the direction and the understanding of what I was getting into to come as director. And so we have to always, just like the old saying, keep on keeping on, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we look for those folks that want to come alongside us and, and keep this mission running.
2: Right, right it's uh, a lot less expensive to be a missionary in the United States than it is to go overseas. Well, it's a <laughs> lot less
1: dangerous in many ways. Not, yeah. Jim Elliott marched into the jungles right. to confront a tribe of headhunters yes. to give them the gospel message of Jesus Christ, and they killed him. And his wife went in after him. And, mm. you know, the head of the, the tribe that was responsible for his death became a believer, and his whole tribe did. Right, right. So what were the, the consequences? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, real quick, before we run out of time, i got to tell you, a very good friend of mine who's not feeling very good has always loved the story of the starfish on the beach, and that's what we're talking about. The old man walks down the beach in the Carolinas, and a hurricane is hit, and there are starfish everywhere. And a little boy is throwing them back in, and the old man asks him, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm saving these starfish. And the old man said, there are literally millions of starfish here, young man. He said, you can't save them all. He held up one and said, I can save this one. What is it that is similar to your walk of ministry, both of you, to that story?
3: The same. The it, road is narrow. Yeah. Right? It
2: is. It's it's narrow, but— uh, I trust that whoever comes to our women's clothing closet is who God has laid it on their heart to come. Amen. And I need to be faithful as a servant to reach out to this woman with the same compassion, acceptance, uh, faithfulness, you know all the fruits of the Spirit, and pour myself into this woman Amen. for that brief amount of time. And then as she leaves, I may or may not ever see her again. But God still has his eye
3: on her.
1: Okay, so we just have one minute. Anything quick either of you would like to say before we wrap it up?
3: To whoever's listening, thank you all
1: for your love and support and prayers. Yes. Amen. And yes. you know what? Contact us. Look at our, our, our newsletter. Look online. And remember, if you need to talk to us, the number is 447-3268, or you can go online to ugmsac.com, and certainly we want you all to know that we take that very seriously. We can't touch the lives of everybody, but God will put us into the lives of many. And if he only puts us in the life of one who walks from death to life, then we're good. So as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.